When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, ma'am, you had better. Get them up, get them going. It is a Friday edition, a Big 12 championship game Friday edition. Hook them up with Ian Rod B as we crank up five hours of big-time conversation, previewing the Longhorns game at Arlington tomorrow, championship weekend in college football. Oh, and we've got a Cowboys game to talk about from last night. What a wild one up in Arlington. That's the uh, scene of tomorrow's Big 12 title game. It was the scene of quite a game last night. Zero punts. 250-plus penalty yards, nine touchdowns, back-and-forth affair, and Arlington goes to the Cowboys. Long as won 14 in a row at home, we will certainly talk about it. Uh, hear from Dak Prescott, Jerry Jones, Cowboys 9-3 uh, and three now. A lot to discuss about that big football game. Obviously, lots to discuss about championship football weekend in the college ranks. Big game tonight out of the Pac-12. Longhorns will square off with Oklahoma State tomorrow. We will preview all the big games and get you there. Also, Longhorn basketball. Busy night on the 40 Acres last night. Had Longhorn basketball at the Moody Center. Had uh, Texas volleyball beginning play in the NCAA basketball or volleyball tournament. Of course, the defending champs begin pursuit. Uh, we'll get to the details there. NBA last night, busy week or busy night. So a lot to do. Five hours might be enough as we get you cranked up on this Friday, the first day of December. Welcome to month 12. Uh, if you haven't flipped, checked your calendar today, first of December to uh, launch your Friday morning. We appreciate you being there wherever you find us each and every morning as long as you can. 1019 FM is where you find us. Also on AM 1260, maybe streaming. Just download that Horn app uh, to your smartphone. Listen wherever you are in the uh, 512, all over the great state, all over the world. And we appreciate you doing that uh, with a touch of a button on the Horn app and always at hornfm.com. Once again, this Friday morning, no Rod Babers. Rod B is going to be out until Monday. Got a note from him yesterday. He's tested positive twice now for COVID. Uh, so he is in the protocols and says he's feeling a lot better. Turned a big corner yesterday as far as his uh, how he feels. But as you know about Rod, he's got a young uh, young baby and his wife also has tested positive. So they're trying to take the proper steps with uh, with the young child and themselves. And uh, so we're keeping our, our thoughts and prayers with Rod and his family. But uh, Rod will be back on Monday. So unfortunately, no Rod today. But we will go behind the burn orange curtain. We will get some rants in there. We will tech, talk Texas and, and uh and uh, Oklahoma State tomorrow up in Arlington. Ty Henderson will be here. Nick Shuley, of course, will ride, ride in as well. Uh, Nick will, has been here the last couple of days doing a great job uh, filling in for Rod, so he will be here again later in this hour. Uh, also, great guest lineup today. We're going to talk to uh, Lifetime Longhorn Quan Cosby uh, later in the show. We'll also talk to former Oklahoma State Cowboys offensive lineman Sam Mays, who does a great job covering college football and the and Oklahoma State, so we'll talk to him later in the program. More guests to come as well. It's going to be a fun Friday. We appreciate you being there. Uh, Ty Henderson, how you doing, buddy? That was quite the game last night up there in Arlington, uh, 41-35 Cowboys. Yeah, the uh, undertrend didn't, didn't hit last night. Yeah, primetime unders have uh, gone away. You uh, Cowboys were favored by nine points in that game. There's, it's one of those games where there's you know, you're excited. The Cowboys are 9-3. and three. They set up that showdown game with the Eagles next weekend. But um, there was a lot not to like, too. The uh, Geno Smith, we told you yesterday, the Seahawks only scored three offensive touchdowns in their last four games. 
And they, you know, shredded the Cowboys secondary most of the night, but the Cowboys defense bowed up in big spots. Let's uh, get to those headlines. We'll get you caught up on how that game went last night. Uh, before we do, though, let's thank those who serve. Appreciate them each and every morning, each and every day here on Hook'em Up, uh, whether you're in our, a member of our military, one of our military installations throughout uh, Central Texas, Fort Cavazos, Texas, all over the state, all over the country, and all over the world, defending what we do, but also uh, first uh, those in service getting up and out, our first responders, and as Rod would, will always say, uh, those who serve in any capacity, uh, school teachers and uh, nurses, doctors, everybody helping us and uh, serving our community. We appreciate you each and every day here on Hook'em Up with Ian Rod B. But Ty, let's get to the headlines, trending topics. It was a busy, busy sp- Thursday sports uh, calendar. Let's get to it. Top Gun Reynolds and a lot of equipment bring it to you. Start with the NFL. Then, as I mentioned, to Ty, Wild won in Arlington last night, Thursday night football to kick off week 13, the game that featured nine touchdowns. Over 250 penalty yards and zero punts for either side. Dak Prescott threw three touchdown passes, including a 12-yard strike to Jake Ferguson with under five minutes to play to propel the Cowboys to their 14th consecutive home win, 41-35. They take down the Seattle Seahawks uh, in that game. Rookie kicker Brandon Aubrey nailed four more field goals. He extends his NFL record to 26 consecutive makes to start a season. Uh, On defense, after getting torched several times by Seattle's DK Metcalf, Cowboys cornerback Deron Bland made his NFL-leading eighth interception late in the third quarter, and the Cowboys' defense got fourth down stops on Seattle's final three possessions to preserve the win. Dallas improves to 9-3 and three ahead of next Sunday's showdown with division-leading Philadelphia and Arlington. Seattle falls to 6-6. Six and six. Speaking of the Eagles, they're going to host the 49ers Sunday afternoon in Philly. All eyes on that very same stadium tomorrow, Arlington, AT&T. That's uh, 11 o'clock where 7th-ranked Texas will face Oklahoma State in the 2023 Big 12 Championship game. Longhorns and Cowboys meeting as conference foes. Uh, and for the 38th time all-time since 1916, Texas holds a 26-11 advantage in the series. But Oklahoma State has won nine of the past 13 with Mike Gundy. We'll have much more on the matchup throughout the morning here on Hook'em Up. We'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian at his weekly Thursday Zoom availability yesterday. We'll get the thoughts of the head coach going into uh, championship Saturday. Texas basketball, Max Aismith scored a season-best 26 last night to lead 16th-ranked Texas past Texas State 77-58 in an up-and-down performance at Moody Center. Longhorns took a, looked ready to bury the Bobcats early. They rode out to a 25-4 lead in the first eight minutes of the game. Texas then missed 11 straight shots. Texas State cut the lead to 10 by half, actually took a four-point lead early in the second half. Texas, though, retook control and cruised to their sixth win in their first seven games. They get the victory. Ethiel Horton added 12. Tyrese Hunter, Caden Shedder, Dylan Mitchell all scored 11. Next up for Texas, a showdown game with Shaka Smart and third-ranked Marquette next Wednesday. Texas women, meanwhile, will play a showdown game this Sunday afternoon. Tenth-ranked Torrens will host 11th-ranked UConn at Moody Center. That game at 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Across the street last night at Gregory Gym, Texas Volleyball in action as well. The defending national champs began playing the NCAA Volleyball Tournament. Took down Texas A&M three games to one. Second seeded Texas now facing seventh seeded SMU tonight. Uh, Mustangs topped Texas State earlier in the day at the Greg. NBA last night, Trey Young scored a season-high 45. Lead Atlanta to a 137-135 win over the Spurs. Down in San Antonio, Spurs have lost 13 in a row. Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Don't be a ho ho ho. Bring anything on Foster Village's Amazon wish list on our Facebook page and get up to 20% off your rental or purchase. Topgun.net, we'll shoot you straight. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate Brandon and the team there. Yeah, great game in uh, Arlington last night. Uh, up and down performance for the Texas basketball team. We'll talk about that. Uh, still trying to figure out this. I think this team's still trying to figure out what they're about. Max Aismas, though, can flat shoot the, shoot the rock. 26 points last night. Uh, we know he's a bucket uh, waiting to happen, and the Longhorns get a win. But uh, they did go to sleep, too, uh, end of the first half, into the second half. 
Uh, let Texas State, who's just a three and five basketball team, get back into that game, take a lead. Uh, it's kind of sluggish there, but uh, uh, Horns will face a huge challenge next Wednesday uh, up in Milwaukee facing Marquette, third-ranked team in the country. So we'll certainly talk some hoops, talk some football, uh, and talk some Longhorns coming up. We'll go behind the burn orange curtain, bottom of the hour. Uh, here's some, from Steve Sarkeesian from yesterday's Zoom media availability. Longhorns confident as they head into uh, Arlington tomorrow. I'll be headed up to uh, Big D Dallas today. I'll get you details on uh, what, our, what the Horns' plans will be uh, this afternoon up in Dallas and tomorrow morning in Arlington. We've got a full full schedule for you if you are headed up to the Metroplex for the uh, the Big 12 championship game, which is sold out. So it's going to be a packed house, packed crowd. Should be a lot of fun tomorrow. But, Ty, the game last night, what do you make of the Cowboys? It was, uh, it was a lot you didn't like, but there's certainly a lot to like. Dak Prescott continues to uh, to cook. Uh, three more touchdown passes. CeeDee Lamb continues to be outstanding. Jake Ferguson, props to you. You were touting uh, the young tight end early in the year, and he's really turned into a – you know, the second favorite target of Dak Prescott. Uh, what did you make of uh, a 41-35 Cowboys victory last night? Uh, C.D. Lamb was really good. Uh, Dak seems to be convincing me that he is better than I initially thought at the beginning of this year. Uh, I'm still big not, Dak energy. I'm still big Dak energy. Not completely bought in. Uh, Tony Pollard looks like he's kind of lost a step that I don't know if he's going to get back this year. And Deron Bland isn't Superman, even though he had another interception. Those were my biggest takeaways. Yeah, they did. They, you know, the Cowboys play a lot of man coverage. Uh, no question about that. And Dan Quinn's defense is aggressive. And um, you, you know, they had a great game plan. Pete Carroll and uh, the Seahawks and Geno Smith. You know, DK Metcalf is a handful, and they got him locked up on Deron Bland. And of course, that touchdown before the half, that touchdown drive after the Cowboys got stopped, and then they came out in the second half and actually took the lead. And you're thinking, oh, geez. And uh, you know, Cowboys weren't great the whole game. This is one one. This is kind of a game they need, I think. Though, I mean, they they've blown out so many teams. They've having so many dramaless games. Uh, you know, when you look at the margins of victory for the Cowboys, either in in victories or defeat, they just haven't played a lot of close games. I mean, they've gotten blown out. Um, I guess the closest game, the Arizona game, was close early. They lost that game, ended up losing, and they lost obviously by by a lot to the 49ers. Uh, the, the Eagles game was the closest one, obviously. They lost by five points, and that game, you know, inches from a Cowboys victory. But safe to say here as we approach, and we're now into December, Ty, Cowboys need some close games like this. They need to be challenged, and we know they're going to be. We talked, I mean, whatever Seattle is at 6-6, six and six, they've now lost four out of five. You know, they were a winning team. They were a playoff team a year ago. Uh, this is clearly the best team the Cowboys have played in a month as far as talent goes, and um, they gave them a good game, and the Cowboys found a way to win it. I'm not. I'm not upset about it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I probably was seventy percent watching this game last night. I, what I, were you doing? I'm not. I'm not. I just. I'm telling you. Since the long, I'm fully bought into the Longhorns right now. I'm obviously still a Cowboys fan, but I'm not going to let them disappoint me. Even when they went down at the beginning of the half or second half yesterday, I was like, oh, well, that's all right. Whatever. We can lose this game. I don't really care. And Golly. I, I know it's weird. It worked with the Rangers, and I'm hoping. I'm, I'm not trying to like. This is a legitimate feeling of mine. I'm. You're you're, you're a passive fan now. You're 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 not. Uh, just I just that. So are, are you are you are you this? Uh, are you really believing your passive fandom helped the Rangers win the World Series, or is this just helping no. you internally? Internally, I, I just can't <laughs> be disappointed any more than I already have been. And after that 49ers game earlier this year, I just... You're protecting your heart. That's what you're doing. You're protecting yes. your heart. I, I think if Texas wasn't as good as they are or in the position they are in the Big 12 championship this weekend, I don't, I don't. I think I would be a little bit more upset about the Cowboys. But having 
so much joy in my life uh, due to sports in the past few months has has helped me not care about my There you go, my Rangers. Cowboys. Longhorns having a run, and the Cowboys begin their run, right? We talked about last night's game was the first of five big matchups with uh, – you know, the Cowboys in Seattle last night, they survived that one in a game. Uh, sixth game in NFL history, folks, with zero punts. Uh, that includes the playoffs. Three of those games, how about this? Three of those games have involved Mike McCarthy. Two when he was head coach of the Packers in 2014. Both teams just kept going for it on fourth down, uh, including Seattle's last three possessions. Nobody punted the whole night. Uh, there were also a ton of penalties. If, if you were watching this game more closely than Ty last night, uh, as he said, 70%. Uh, the laundry was unbelievable. 257 penalty yards between both teams, most since 2021. Uh, featured the most first-half penalty yards since at least 1991. They're trying to go back and find the stat. Um, you know, it was – I mean, I mean the, 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 there was a, seems like there was a flag on every play, especially in the first half, a lot of holdings and pass interference calls. And uh, I thought on a couple, there, were, there, were, there was one drive tie where the Cowboys were playing defense – excuse me, Seattle was playing defense – and four first downs were granted to the Seahawks on penalties, uh, several of them on third down, uh, where the, the Seahawks were about to get off the field and they would call a holding call. I, I thought Pete Carroll was getting homered pretty good right there by the officials who were just too involved. I mean, just let them play, for crying out loud. Um, I'm not saying you don't call penalties, but it seemed like they were seeking to be a part of the game. Cleet Blakeman and the, uh, the officiating crew, geez Louise. But uh, um, the second half, it kind of settled down and settled in a little bit, but uh, – uh, you know, it went both ways. I feel like it. It, it did, but there, that, there were a couple drives where just like, oh my gosh, they're because because the Seahawks were trying to mount this, you know, get this victory. I mean, they're they're trying to salvage their season at some level at six and six now at six and five last night, and um, I don't know, ticky tack stuff. But two hundred fifty seven penalty yards uh, is is excessive. Nine for one team, ten for the other. It's nineteen penalties. It's like let them play a little bit here. Cowboys though tie an NFL record. They're scoring forty plus points in their fourth straight home game. That's right, that's 40-plus in four straight. The only other three teams to do that in NFL history, the 2013 Bengals, the greatest show on turf Rams of 2000, and the 1952 Detroit Lions. So the Cowboys now boast that. That's four straight games of 40 or more as they put 41 on the board last night. Dak Prescott with three touchdown passes. Tony Pollard had a touchdown run. And I mentioned Brandon Aubrey, the rookie kicker. That guy's money, Ty. I was questioning the Cowboys of, you know, did they – remember last year they had the, uh, the kicking issue – uh, with uh, who was the kicker last year? There Brett was Maher. Shank, Brett Maher, who went shankopotamus and just kind of you know lost his, got the yips and couldn't even make extra points, uh, missed all those field goals. He um, he was cutting. They bring in Brandon Aubrey, twenty six year old rookie, and you're like, well, did they really address this? When you know, guys like Cameron Dicker, the lifetime Longhorn, were available, uh, but man, some, you know, props to uh, to the Cowboys and uh, Bones. Um, What's their, their, their special teams coordinator? They found themselves a kicker. This guy, Brandon Aubrey, he's got a, he, played, he didn't even kick in, in college. He played uh, soccer at Notre Dame. Uh, ended up in the he XFL. Was a, he was a first pick in the MLS draft. Yeah. First round. I mean, it, he is really good. I mean, it's almost just Mr. Automatic uh, when he lines up. Turned into like Burt Auburn or something for your Dallas Cowboys. He made four, four field goals last night. Uh, so uh, uh, it's good to see that for the Cowboys. DK Metcalf, though, that was a big story. 107 receiving yards in the first quarter. Most first quarter receiving yards versus the Cowboys since a guy named Randy Moss did it way back uh, on a Thanksgiving Day game. Uh, Cowboys had their hands full with DK Metcalf. They're going to have to figure that out. Deron Bland it takes a lot of risks. Uh, you know, he, he got eight interceptions. He's got, you know, the pick sixes. He set the record now. But um, that's going to be the, uh, you know, I think you're going to see teams go at him and try to beat him in man coverage, and they were doing it last night. Uh, and as for the Cowboys now with the uh, four straight wins and their 14th straight home win, um, 
there are no more cupcakes for the Cowboys. I mean, the rest of the way, the Cowboys are playing playoff teams. You know, they earned their first win of a season. This is their Cowboys' first win against a team that was 500 or better. And obviously the Cowboys' win last night sends the Seahawks back to 500 at 6-6. Six and six. Um, They've had an historically easy schedule through the first 11 games. But now, as we've said, the, the four-game stretch really begins. They play Philadelphia next Sunday at home. Then they're going to turn around and go to Buffalo, go to Miami, home to Detroit right after Christmas over their next four games. And uh, that'll prime them for the playoffs. But they're 9-3 and three and feeling pretty good. So we'll take your thoughts on the game last night. How about Dak Prescott? 20 touchdown passes and only two interceptions in his last six games. That includes uh, three touchdowns and no picks last night. Ninth player in NFL history with 20-plus touchdowns and two interceptions in a six-game span. Six of those previous eight quarterbacks won the MVP that season, Ty. Let me say that again. The you – know, Dak Prescott, 20 touchdowns, two interceptions his last six games, including last night's performance. Ninth player in history, quarterback, with 20-plus touchdowns and two, few, two or fewer interceptions in a six-game span. Six of the previous eight won the MVP. That list includes Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson in 2014, uh, Aaron Rodgers again in 2013, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Actually, Aaron Rodgers did it three times, by the way, and Tom Brady. Tom Brady, so rare company for Dak Prescott, who is uh, bringing that big Dak energy, as Rod would call it, and um, playing at an MVP level. Uh, he really is. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, Cowboys didn't punt last night, either scored touchdowns or kicked field goals or you know, didn't convert on fourth downs, but never punted. And uh, the Cowboys get a 41-35 win. So you're not bought in. You're, you're still not feeling it, even though you know, the big Dak energy is there. Ty's playing like an MVP. Until they beat a legitimate contender, no, I will not be bought in. Okay, you're withholding your heart here. I think I, I do think they will beat the Eagles at home, though. But I well, then will you buy in? I don't because mm. if they beat the Eagles, and here if you're a Cowboys fan, you're going to be rooting like hell for the 49ers on Sunday. Yeah, because I mean, if the 49ers beat the Eagles as a three-point favorite, by the way, and we'll get into that because the Eagles are none too happy here to be you know the defending NFC champs are. You know, they're, they're wearing that as a chip on their shoulder that they're somehow an underdog at home. But, you know, that's what the odds makers say. San Francisco's really good, especially when they're healthy and they are right now. Uh, but three-point favorite in Philly. But if the Niners do win that game, next Sunday, the week from Sunday game at Cowboys Stadium will be for first place in the division because the Cowboys are now 9-3. They have extra time off to get ready for that game. If the Eagles were to lose Sunday, this Sunday, they'd fall to 10-2. and two. And uh, obviously, Cowboys would be just a game back with that game coming on Sunday Night Football a week from Sunday. So uh, looking forward. But even if they were to win that game, which you think they will, you're still not buying in. I will be bought back in by the time the playoffs start, okay. barring a, <laughs> a collapse like we've never seen before. Uh, you mentioned CeeDee Lamb, Sedarian Lamb out of Houston, Texas, recorded his eighth career game with 10 catches and 100-plus receiving yards. That puts him past Michael Irvin for the most such games in Cowboys history. Um Pretty darn impressive right there for the Dallas Cowboys. 41-35. We'll take your thoughts on it. Uh, Cowboy, are you bought in is the question. Um, this says, guys, false. Cowboys play Washington in the last game. That's a game. That's true. But the next four, and starting with last night, were all teams at or over 500. Uh, the next five, starting last night. And then, yes, they, do, they have a gimme at the end with the Washington Commanders. But the next four are against teams that are planning to be in the playoffs. Now, Buffalo has got to fight like hell to get to the playoffs because the, the Bills keep giving games away. that They, they pl- outplay their opponents, including last week's game in Philadelphia uh, where, the, where the Bills you know, lost in that uh, rainstorm against the Eagles. But, uh, uh, so, you know, but, yes, they do play Washington last game of the regular season in early January. But the next four again, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. Uh, two of those are at home. Two of those are on the road. 
Uh, this is, guys know the feeling, Ty. Ty, thanks for raining on our parade. Jeez. Um, Just trying to keep it real. Uh, well, you are. I, I, I get. Well, you're a very emotional fan. You're. You you ride the uh, the emotion and you're you're on your sleeve, right? You're you're out there and that, and it, it, you need something to fill the hole. And right now the Rangers filled your hole, and now the Cowboys, or excuse me, the Longhorns are doing their part to uh, to keep you on the emotional high. I'm just right? I, I'm just happy I have some teams this year that are competing and winning championships because I, for most of my life that hasn't been the case. So just trying to stay positive. And if the Cowboys give me anything this year, I'll I'll, I'll take that as a win. This says Big Dak football is – Big Dak energy is a facade. Ty's got it right. Don't buy in. Beat a contender. Well, look, I mean, I, look, I'm, I'm, tap, I'm not uh, 100% bought in. I'm just giving you the facts. And I, I've said since the bye week – I've said this consistently here on Hook 'Em Up with, with, with Rod and now you folks and Ty. Just having covered and been a part and watched, you know, every game of Dak's career, since the bye week – this is the best I've ever seen him play. I mean, and then, and then when you dig into the facts and then the numbers, which Rod does with his deep dives, and then you hear guys like Aaron Rodgers talking about Dak, it, the numbers back it up. Um, it, it's the, remember, they, cha- they changed the offense this offseason. They went to the Tex Coast offense, or whatever they named it. Uh, Mike McCarthy fired and they moved on from, from uh, um, gosh, who was the previous OC? Ty, my brain isn't working Kellen on Friday Moore. morning. Kellen Moore. They moved on from Kellen Moore. Decided it was time to build the offense. And, of course, the, the Jones family said, hey, Mike McCarthy, we brought you in here to get the best out of Dak Prescott. We wanted you to lead him like you did Aaron Rodgers with the Packers. Uh, why are you letting Kellen Moore call plays? Would you call the plays? That's what we hired you for. And he did. And they built this offense. And uh, Dak had a lot of input in how the offense would be built and, um, you know, what plays they would, you know, what kind of, you know, what schemes they would keep from the previous, what are they going to add, what are they going to do to, to feature C.D. Lamb. And I think Rod Babers has done an incredible job of what, kind of walking you through it that, you know, first month as they were still trying to figure it out, they didn't do much, they didn't play at all in the preseason. So the first month of the year was kind of a, all right, let's figure this thing out. And then they got to their bye week. and uh, They stopped trying to run know, the ball. That's the biggest thing for me. And started well, throwing the ball down the field and well, trying and the to get C.D. Lamb the, the ball. Well, and yeah, and all, if you've been listening to Hook'em Up, all the things Rod was telling them, hey, why aren't you using any of these, you know, you know getting CeeDee C- Lamb in the slot, but, you know, you, getting CeeDee Lamb in motion, getting Jake Ferguson involved, um, getting Brandon Cooks involved. There was enough um, games uh, where Michael Gallup had like 10 targets and one or two yes. receptions. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they analyzed the first month or five weeks of the season and said, okay, this is, this is where we have to adjust. And I give Mike McCarthy and Dak a lot of credit. They've come out of the bye week and just been on fire. And, again, it's, it's against bad teams. There's no doubt about that. I mean, the, the numbers bear that out. They've been playing bad teams. But – just the eyeball test, and then the numbers would tell you Dak's playing his best football of his career. Because remember when Dak came into the league and, and was rookie of the year and, and kind of took the league by storm, it was built around a run game. It was built around play-action pass. It was built around a great offensive line. And I don't want to say you know, Dak was solely a game manager, but we, it was, it, that, that helped him a lot coming along. But you know, now this thing's built around him. I mean, and, and there were times where he wasn't capable of handling it, and that's going to be the question for Dak here in the next month. Now that this offense is squarely built around him, um, you know, it's, it's, it, as Ty said, they, they run the ball sometimes with Rico Dowdle and Tony Pollard, but it's really a pass-based offense right now with Dak and a short passing game and C.D. Lamb, Jake Ferguson. It's looked great for the last five weeks uh, and really for the last six weeks as the numbers would back up. Dak has played like an MVP. If he does it for the next month and plays anywhere close to this, he's absolutely going to be in the MVP conversation uh, in this league right now. But that's that's the huge butt, as Rod would say. Um, can he do it against really good competition? We're going to find that out uh, in the coming 
weeks, and that's what we look forward to, including next Sunday's game with Philadelphia. We also look forward to tomorrow in Arlington. Coming up, I'll get you details on the, the Horn plan, even without Rod Babers. We're missing Rod, but uh, hopefully Rod says he'll be back on Monday, and we're crossing our fingers on that. But uh, we've got you covered. We've got uh, live coverage in Dallas this afternoon, which we'll tell you about. We're going to partner with our friends at Inside Texas, uh, tell you about where we'll be t- this afternoon. Also, tomorrow morning, we're going to be live in Arlington. I'll tell you all about that coming up as we get you cranked up. We'll also hear from Steve Sarkeesian coming up on the eve of the championship game. Sark had a media availability yesterday. We'll hear the highlights of that coming up. We'll get some what the facts. We've got five hours. Great guests. Great fun. Nick Shuley will be here. You are here. Let's have a Big 12 championship game Friday edition, a first day of December edition of Hook 'em Up. Aaron Hogan. Rod Babers, hook him up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. <laughs> Appreciate you on the text line, 512-447-3776. This is LOLE, calm down on the hole filling. Yes, I got you as I was saying that. But, you know, Ty's got an emotional heart sports heart i try to mine's, mine's a little colder i think mine's a little more practical um you know ty ty gets gets all invested which is good but ty goes all in i love it but uh he's not going all in on these cowboys but as this texas at least ease walking to dallas is not a big concern anymore well hasn't been since i made that promise back in 1999 uh we'll see i uh, won't get worried until the cowboys are at least in the ncaa champ or in ncaa nfl championship nfc championship game which could be We'll see this year. Well, no, who knows the way the Cowboys are playing. But uh, there's good competition, obviously, with the Philadelphia Eagles, who have become uh, just winners, just flat winners with Jalen Hurts. And obviously, the I do think when they're healthy, which they are now, the Niners are the most are the powerhouse team of the league. I mean, uh, um, you know, say what you want about Brock Purdy, but uh, he's completing 70% of his passes. He's got a 19 to six touchdown interception radio ratio. His passer rating is 112.3. And sure, Kyle Shanahan puts him in, in good positions with his game plan and the talent around them. And that's really the thing. Brock Purdy play, makes high level throws, but they have high level players. I mean, that when they, when you when you just consider when healthy, the Niners have the best left tackle in football. Um, you, you, one of the best players in football playing left tackle for them. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in pro football, most dynamic weapon at that position. Uh, they have, you, know, you could argue, and I think it's a strong argument, that when Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel are healthy, it's the best combo of receivers in the league. You know, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell in, in Miami would have an argument, maybe some others, but when those two guys are healthy, you throw George Kittle on top of that, uh, and you know, it's, 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 it's a dynamic offense, and it's called by – you know, the plays are called by one of the best play callers and designers in, in all of football and Kyle Shanahan. And then on defense, you know, the acquisition of Chase Young from the Washington Commanders should not be under, understated. They have Chase Young and Nick Boza coming off the edge. They're great Randy in the Gregory. middle with Armstead. Ramdy Gregory's now a Niner who they traded for from Denver before the deadline. And uh, they're just – they're really, really talented. I mean, I'm, I'm not breaking any news there, but that's what you've got to beat if you're the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, Dak is playing well. Got to give him credit where credit is due. It's against bad competition, most of it. But, you know, 20 touchdowns, only two interceptions. I'll give you that stat again. I mean, this is not opinion. This is a factual statement. You can, you can take into account who they're playing. But Dak Prescott, over the last six games, has thrown 20 touchdowns and only two interceptions. The ninth player in NFL history with 20-plus touchdowns and two or fewer picks in a six-game span. Uh, six of the previous eight 
won the MVP that season, and that includes Aaron Rodgers three times, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady. So that's a pretty elite company. So, again, whatever we think of Dak, and we're all on the same bandwagon here, you've got to prove it against good teams. You've got to prove it in January. Uh, credit where credit's due, he's playing his best football of his career right now. Uh, all right, speaking of uh, best football, Longhorns are hoping they're playing their best football tomorrow. Hey, Ty, uh, can I give a quick PSA? Quick PSA sure. uh, to the folks out there before I give our travel plans and then we dive behind the burnt orange curtain. If you are like me, I have, uh, I have DirecTV, Ty. Uh, I also have the YouTube package that uh, I've gotten this year. But the DirecTV, and if you have a AT&T U-verse or DirecTV, as of midnight last night on the last day of November into December, uh, I don't – I mean, my, my, my channel thing, I don't have ABC, the ABC affiliate. Uh, they've gotten one of those disputes, you know what I'm saying, with DirecTV. And tomorrow's game at 11 o'clock happens to be on ABC. Wait, so, so I'm just put- no ESPN either? ESPN I have. Aren't but the, the game's on the, ABC tomorrow. the same thing? No, they're not. They no, like KVU 24? Like KVU 24, the, yeah, uh, the ABC affiliate? Isn't ABC owned by Disney? Yes. But if you, go to, if you have DirecTV or U-verse, you know, tomorrow there'll be a different game on ABC, on, on ESPN, on channel 206 or whatever your mm-hmm. U-verse channel is. Uh, ABC is where the game is tomorrow. I'm just putting that out there to people who wake up tomorrow and they're sitting at home ready to watch that game hey, and tomorrow, freak out. Tomorrow's a game where you need to get off your couch and get out. If you're not, if you're not going to be in Arlington or, or Dallas, you need to go somewhere yes, in probably. Austin. I'm just putting fans. the word out uh, more than 24 hours ahead of it. Don't get caught by that. Uh, if you are a DirecTV person, AT&T U-verse person, be advised that uh, you may have to find a plan to watch the game tomorrow, uh, whatever that might be. Just you know, doing you a friendly. E doing you a friendly. Because, look, I mean, you're busy today. You could be running around. You wake up tomorrow, and you're ready to get the game on, and then all of a sudden, oh, no. There's no ABC, and uh, that is the case. Or if you're watching The Golden Bachelor or, you know, any of the show, Dancing with the Stars, any of the shows you're watching on ABC, you're going to have to uh, to make a plan. But, yeah, big, most importantly, 11 o'clock tomorrow, uh, the Longhorns are playing Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game, their final game ever as a member of the Big 12 Conference. Let's dive behind the burnt orange curtain. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, there we go. All right, uh, so here's the plan. When this show ends at 11 o'clock, I'm going to uh, pack up all this equipment. And uh, we're from our home studio here in the uh, South Austin Onion Creek studio. And uh, I'm going to head to Dallas. I'm going to jump on 35 and roll on up there uh, to this afternoon, starting at 3 o'clock. Now, 3 o'clock, uh, our friends from inside Texas, uh, Bobby Burton, uh, chief over there. Also, my, our friend Jerry Hamilton, their senior recruiting analyst and just tremendously knowledgeable uh, Longhorn football analyst and uh, college football analyst. Uh, those two guys are going to be hosting a live stream on their YouTube channel called On Texas Football at 3 o'clock, live from Terry Black's Barbecue in downtown Dallas. That was our location for the Texas OU game last October. Um, this past October, I should say, a couple of months ago. And we told Terry Black, hey, listen, if the Longhorns make the championship game, we're coming back. And so that's where we'll be. 3 o'clock today with that web stream. I'll be up there with those guys. And then at 4 o'clock, we're going to do an extended version of the sports complex, Patrick Davis in the afternoon. Uh, I will be there live from Terry Black's Barbecue out on the back patio on what looks to be a beautiful Friday. And uh, Bobby and Jerry will hang around and join Patrick and Ty and myself uh, for an extended three-hour edition of the Sports Complex uh, live in Austin and live in Dallas for double-barrel coverage of the Big 12 title game. And then tomorrow morning, starting at 8 a.m., Ty, 
you, me, Patrick, and my, but I will be live in Arlington at Jay Gilligan's. Jay Gilligan's is a great spot right there in Arlington, about a mile, mile and a half from AT&T Stadium. And I talked again yesterday to Randy Ford, who's their owner, and because uh, so many people have asked about this shuttle service that they have, so I called Randy again and said, hey, how, how does this all work? And you can go to their website, just Google Jay Gilligan's, and uh, you know, you'll find it. It's in Arlington. Been there a long, long time. And they, they have a shuttle uh, starting. They, they open at 7.30 tomorrow. And they have a shuttle over to the stadium and back. And it's a continuous shuttle. I asked because people had asked on the text line and asked me, hey, how does that work? How often does it run? What's the plan? And, um, and R- Randy just said it's all, all the information is right there on their website. A uh, little, little uh, you know, boilerplate special of how that all works. But it is very simple. And it, you can park for free and then, you know, come back and forth according to Randy. So read up on that. Get all your details on the shuttle from Jay Gilligan's. But that's where I'll be broadcasting from 8 in the morning until the kickoff at 11 o'clock. So if you're coming up there, make a plan. It might be your spot. As I said, it sounds good to me to, you know, park over in, in Arlington, shuttle over. Don't worry about uh, paying the park and, and all the traffic in and out. Um, you know, have yourself some breakfast and uh, watch, get ready for the game, hang out with us, and then, you know, head to the game, come back. You know, when you're coming back to Jay Gilligan's, guess what? You can have some lunch and watch uh, – uh, hopefully you'll celebrate a Longhorn victory, and then you can watch Georgia and Alabama in the SEC title game or whatever else you want to watch at Jay Gilligan's right there in Arlington. That's where I will be. So that's the plan. Terry Black's barbecue this afternoon uh, from 4 to 7, and really 3 to 7 if you include the, wi- the live stream. I'll be up there. And then uh, 8 to 11 tomorrow morning here on the Horn, double barrel coverage from Austin, from the Metroplex, getting you ready for the 2023 Big 12 Championship game. Can we hear from Steve Sarkeesian yesterday? Here's how he opened up his Zoom conversation with the media after a week of practice and prep for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. First of all, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, some of the other sports uh, that, that have, have been just doing awesome stuff with Jared Elliott and our women's volleyball team and starting NCAAs tonight, fired up for them and trying to – trying to go repeat as national champs. I know they've got a heck of a team and he's done a great job with them. So excited for them and excited for, you know, what, what, what Rodney and Vic are doing with men's and women's basketball. They're both off to awesome starts. And uh, as you guys know, I love going to those games. So I'm looking forward to uh, watching them play here once, once, whenever we wrap up. So that's uh, I'm, I'm fired up for them. And that's the beauty of being at Texas, you know, uh, every sport goes and competes at the highest level and is compete for championships. And that's what we have an opportunity to do Saturday. You know, we've, we've put forth a lot of hard work and a lot of time and energy and effort. Uh, we've created a great uh, team and a great culture here and our players owe, uh, owe everything to them for the, for the, the energy that they've put into this thing. And, and Saturday now it, it's finally here. And so that's a, that's a, it's a great, it's a great thing for us. It's a great opportunity for our players and um, I just can't wait to, you know, to, to get to Arlington and to see our fans and the energy that they provide. And hopefully we, we provide our own energy for them as well. And it should, be, uh, should make for a great game and a great environment. All right. Uh, nice stuff right there, Sarkin. Yes, the volleyball team did win last night, as we mentioned in the headlines. They beat Texas A&M three games to one. So they're off and running to play SMU tonight. Texas basketball did win. And uh, as Sark said, with Vic Schaefer, uh, you, you know, Longhorns play tomorrow. Cowboys played last night. Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock, a uh, huge game. You have number 10 Texas against number 11 UConn in a showdown game at Moody Center. That's, uh, that's one if you want to get out and see a, a women's basketball game here early. That would be the one uh, to really support that team. They're off to their best start since 2015 at, at 8-0, but a huge challenge with Gino Ariema and the Huskies coming in. So check that out and uh, still get back home in 20 of time to watch that Niners-Eagles game on Sunday afternoon. And 
uh, support that women's team. Hey, let's hear Sark as well on uh, the satisfaction of making it to the title game in this year. Was their goal to start the season? Their mission, as Sark has called it, obviously five and seven year one. Uh, last year, you know, disappointing eight and five, but you no know, steps forward. But uh, you know, blew a lot of games in the fourth quarter. Uh, didn't have that winning mentality, but this year, obviously, eleven and one. The only you know toe stub was against Oklahoma. Uh, Tark was asked how satisfying it is to be at this point in year three. I'll probably be satisfied, hopefully, at around three o'clock. I hear you. <laughs> I'm not satisfied yet. It, it is. It's been a great journey, and I'm really proud of. I'm really proud of our players, and I'm proud of our coaches uh, and all parties involved because it it has been a journey, and we had we've had to endure. Um, some, some pretty critical injuries that, that maybe not every team has to, has to go through. Um, and we've had to endure some really tight games and we, we learned about ourselves and we learned about kind of the makeup of this team. And so the fact that we have this opportunity now Saturday to, to play for a championship, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy for our, for our players and our staff, because I know how much work that they've put in. I wouldn't go with satisfied yet. Um, if, if we're fortunate enough to, to find a way to win the game Saturday, um, I'll take a moment then to, to take a deep breath and, and to be satisfied. But this is, we put in a lot of work for these, you know, four months of a season and four and a half months of, of really diving into training camp and building the team and, and finding the right schemes and putting players in the right position to be successful and developing depth on our team. And so um, as you go through a season, there's going to be the ups and the downs, and hopefully there's more ups than downs. And hopefully we can grow from some of the tough times that you have. And and I think that our, that our team has done that. Um, and now we have an opportunity. So um, I'm more pleased and, and happy for, for, for everybody involved that, that we've earned this opportunity. Um, but there's more work to be done. The, the mission is not complete yet. Mission not complete, but, uh, yeah, it's been a fun journey for, for Sark and the Longhorns. Uh, let's hear Sark talking about um, the prep this week and getting ready for Oklahoma State. Cowboys 9-3, and three, not on the original schedule, but, uh, you know, kind of serendipitous that the Longhorns get to see Mike Gundy and get one more look. Mike Gundy, of course, has had the Longhorns number, and uh, Longhorns have been on this, uh, you know, keep the receipts mission, right, FAFO, uh, avenging some losses and leaving you know, and playing the last game against a, you know longtime opponents with bragging rights. Uh, here's Sark talking about prepping for the 9-3 and three Cowboys. Um, first of all, jokingly, that was my alma mater, so I was a little crushed when, when, that, fumble, when that fumble did occur because I, I was hopeful they could get bowl eligible. I love Kalani. Uh, that, was, that was a heck of a game in, in some tough conditions. The second thing I thought was, was he down? Was it a fumble? <laughs> and then, and then when it all shook out, uh, it was it was that. So not not to dodge your question. So here we go. It just went right into what a normal game week would look like. You know, I guess we were a little bit fortunate in that we had the extra day uh, from a staff perspective to start that preparation side of it. Um, you know, I think kind of the behind the scenes, you have a decent idea of who you might be playing. Um, and so a lot of the people that do the, a lot of the front end work for us, you know, we had played Oklahoma already. We had, we had played Kansas state relatively recently. Um, so a lot of kind of the back end work or the front end work of it was, was we were prepping in case it was Oklahoma state. So when the staff could come in and start that process, things would be ready to go from a, from a cut ups and a breakdown standpoint. And then we just went to work, you know, like, like we would any other game week and, and, you know, getting our scouting reports ready, getting our personnel's ready of, of who they are, individual players, and then started a game plan. And, and the, our week's kind of gone 
from that point forward like a normal week. All right. So, uh, you know, didn't a lot, of, a lot of times when the team is on your schedule, obviously, I think that was the, the gist of that question was, you know, you do a lot of advanced scouting on your schedule all offseason, but Oklahoma State wasn't on the schedule. So uh, how did you catch up? And obviously they played Oklahoma State last year in Stillwater, very familiar with Mike Gundy and the roster and the team. And uh, yeah, that's what the analysts are about. That's what having Paul Christ and uh, Joe D. Camillus and all those guys uh, on the staff um, get ahead of those things. Uh, and, of course, the Longhorns had an extra day, having played on Friday of last week and crushed Texas Tech 57-7. to uh, One more quick one from Sark, and then we'll uh, get to the timeout. But uh, Sark talking about politicking for the college football playoff that obviously has been a conversation Longhorns need to win their game and then hope for the best as far as the uh the scenarios to play in the national semifinals here's Sark on uh, his plan to lobby for his team if they're able to win tomorrow well I'm, I'm always trying to count on you guys to politic for us uh you guys you guys follow us and know us and know our stats and know about our red zone defense and third down defense and know that, you know, we beat a top 25 team with a backup quarterback and all that, all that kind of stuff. Right. But inevitably, Hey, I've, I've got a responsibility to our team. And I think every other coach feels that way that, you know, we want what's best for our, our players. And if, if, if I need to advocate for our team and politic for our team to, to try to get us into the playoff, I'm going to do that because that's, that's my job as, as their coach right. To try to put them in the best position to be successful. And so I don't back off of that. I, I could use your help. I won't, I won't, I won't lie on that. I could appreciate you guys, whatever you want to write and put out there. Um, but, but that's, that's kind of my approach to the whole thing. Now, at the end of the day, the 12 team uh, playoff is, I think everybody's going to be happy about that, but the same way we're trying to get our team into the playoff next year, the teams that are ranked 13, 14, 15, and 16, they're going to be trying to get their teams into <laughs> 12, 11, 10, and 9. And so I I don't know if that part's ever really going to go away. Um, but, you know, I do think it's it's going to be beneficial that more teams are going to get an opportunity uh, to compete for a national championship. All right, there's some stuff from Sark. Yesterday's Zoom availability, about 48 hours out to the game tomorrow at 11 a.m. We'll come back when we do some What the Facts. We'll reset the uh, Cowboys. What a wild game last night in Arlington. 41-35 Cowboys. No punts. Over 250 penalty yards in that one. We'll continue to talk Cowboys at 9-3. and three. Longhorns playing in the Big 12 title game. It's Hook'em Up on a Friday. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook'em Up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. Friday on the Horn. It's a Big 12 Championship edition of Hook'em Up with Ian Rod V. As we mentioned, Rod's still out with the uh, second positive COVID test, unfortunately. Um, he was feeling better, but still testing positive. So Rod's going to be back with us on Monday. He won't be here, and I know he's uh, missing it like heck with uh, the Big 12 Championship and his Longhorns. And you're missing him, but we'll uh, root for him. Of course, I also heard that his wife has COVID, too. Of course, they have a baby. So we're, we're rooting for Rod and uh, everything going on at his house right now. Bigger issues than football, for sure. But uh, he did say he's feeling a lot better and uh, hoping to get back in here on Monday. But look who it is. It is Nick Shuley with the uh, the deep voice. You've got a raspy voice this week as you were yelling at your basketball team you coach. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, it was, uh, <laughs> what, coach, what age do you coach? Uh, seven, seven, it's my nephew's team, the 7th and 8th grade basketball team at St. Austin School over there on the drag. Are you the head so coach? So you're doing some – What? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. I, 
Yeah, I coached high school for a long time. That was one of my odd jobs in college was uh, coaching high school basketball. I'm it's, banned it's, it's... from coaching youth basketball. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Awesome, actually. Oh, go on. It wasn't go my on. fault. I'm... It wasn't my fault. But of course. I was I... the assistant coach of a like fifth and sixth grade boys team, and uh, <laughs> we, we got it. We got, got into a we got into a fierce argument with one of the refs in a championship game, and we were sent a letter that we were. It's not a lifetime ban. You I think got it, a letter. I think it was like a five year ban on being a coach. So what? Uh, what's that? What age was this? Like. I think we were. I was like a senior in high school, and these were fifth and sixth graders. But we we was this at Wea? Oh, it was Wea. Yeah. So I was also yeah. I was a player slash coach in the Wea league that year, <laughs> and so we we dress up, we'd wear like full suits to these little kids' games every every oh, I love every this. weekend, and the dads would be like, "What are these jackasses doing?" No, but it was it was a really fun that is time. Some serious jackassery right there, without a doubt. But I honestly uh, love that man. I, I love, love that. Ty. That is a fact in our What the Fact segment that Ty just said. Yeah, I'm banned, and it wasn't my fault. <laughs> I got a letter. It's too good, man. You can't write this stuff. Uh, kind of like Aggie jokes, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure yeah, the band's yeah. lifted at this point. I love that they wrote you, though. Like, that, the fact that they took the time to write a letter. I wonder if your picture is anywhere that's like, that has, like, a date that you're allowed back in the gym. Well, the, the issue was I was such a transcendent athlete in the league that they couldn't. Of course. They, they couldn't, of course, you're in the Hall of Fame. They couldn't keep me away for too long. <laughs> that's too good. The Modesty Hall of Fame, too. Modesty Hall of Fame. <laughs> Well, speaking of jokes that write themselves, uh, in our What the Facts segment, uh, how about this? You just informed this to me. I did not know this, but uh, Oklahoma linebacker Danny Stutzman, who at, after Texas lost to Oklahoma in, in the Cotton Bowl on Saturday uh, a couple months ago, he's in the portal now? There are rumors that he has gone into the portal. I have not. Actually, it, it looks like it's on on three. So, I, yeah, the rumor is that Danny Stutzman is in the portal. Didn't so. he get a beat, like a hook him down, hook him yeah. tattoo? Yeah, and, and so when he looks at it, it's the correct way up. But now, yeah, the, the rumor is USC or Oregon apparently online. And so I, I don't know if those teams play Texas. Otherwise, that tattoo's not going not gonna to get a lot of work. So this guy was – okay, they beat Texas. Played a near-perfect game. Their Big 12 championship, correct? Their Big 12 championship. Avenged the 40, you know, 49 to nothing loss the year before. <laughs> he, now, it was a fake tattoo, right? It turned out to be fake because they did it for, for a gag. Or did, they, did he really get a horns-down tattoo? Oh, I hadn't heard it was fake. Yeah, because they, they got him for social media buzz, and then it turned out that they, they were temporary tattoos. Not fake, but temporary. Uh but he also had T-shirts and all of that, and now he's transferring, really? His whole NIL was based on all of that, and it, it blew up. I mean, it was smart. What he did was smart, but, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> now he's apparently transferring. So that's Welcome to college football in 2023. 20 uh, Danny Stutzman into the portal, apparently. I aimed to maybe go play for Lincoln Riley. That, uh, that is something to follow. Uh, also, it's a fact, in addition to the college and pro football of the weekend, good luck to all of the high school teams uh, playing in the, uh, the state playoffs, including the big game tomorrow. Number one, Westlake. Number two, Lake Travis, at least for teams in this area. That game, 2 o'clock tomorrow uh, from the Pafield in Paflugerville. Get a preview of that one. Cavaliers and, uh, and Chaparral's the Battle of the Lakes for a trip to the uh, – uh, what's the next level, Ty? Can you, can you keep me posted on this stuff? The next would be the regional round, or we're, we're going to the final four? To the semifinals, you win this one. Yes. Likely a matchup with Galena Park North Shore. Potentially. Uh, also, good luck to Dripping Springs. They're going to play tomorrow night against Cibolo. Cibolo Steel in a good matchup. That'll be a lot of fun. And uh, there are some games tonight from the teams around the regions plays tonight. Liberty Hill plays tonight. Uh, Smithson Valley will play tonight. Blanco. Good luck to uh, Blanco with a big game. Wimberley playing Sinton tonight in, uh, in area playoff action. Also, this in our What the Facts, this is uh, a developing story that is huge. We talked about the Longhorns all week. They need Florida State to lose. 
right? They need Louisville to beat Florida State. There are rumors swirling that Florida State backup quarterback Tate, Tate Rodemaker may be out for that game with the Cardinals in the ACC Championship in Charlotte. Could very well, it says here from a college football report, could be from the concussion late in the a targeting call against Florida last weekend. The line for the Louisville-Florida State game has recently dropped in favor of Louisville. So if you're looking at uh, that situation, again, no one wants to deal with anybody in the concussion protocol. You hope the best for Tate Rodemaker. But uh, Jordan Travis already injured. And this is one of those, you know, if you can't clear the protocols, you for a concussion the week before, and you can't clear the protocols, you know, you can't play. But rumors swirling the Florida State backup quarterback, Tate Rodemaker, could be out. The Seminoles maybe down to their third quarterback. Brock Glenn. Brock. He's a freshman. He got uh, – Rodemaker got lit up if anyone saw that. Yeah, and it was a target. It was definitely targeting. Definitely targeting. And a rivalry game. And uh, it may impact – because, you know, if Florida State wins, I mean, even with that with that quarterback, they, it's going to be hard to keep them out of the 14 playoff at 13-0. and 0, uh, But that would be a huge blow to their opportunity to, uh, to win that ball game. All right, we'll come back. When we do, we'll pick up some other facts of the day, including the uh, Cowboys winning their fourth straight home game, their fourth straight home game with over 40 points. Should say it's their fourth game straight win overall, their 14th straight win at home. Cowboys get the victory. We'll document it. We'll also hear more from Sark coming up as the Longhorns are prepping for Oklahoma State. It's a Friday on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. Nick Shuley with us.